1: All right, it was a uh, big night uh, for Mississippi, or day, night, whatever you want to say, for Steve Robertson, Mississippi State Football, jeanspage.com, 247 Sports. And we are the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. You kind of got the feeling maybe Ole Miss had some momentum the last 60 to 90 days. Some people have uh, changed their mind overnight. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of back and forth between now and December 17th, but uh, and I think both sides will jump the gun at times. But it's going to be an absolute war. How deep is this class? How many SEC starters will you have? First of all, nobody knows. That's one thing. Nobody knows. Um, how many SEC starters will you have outside of the top eight to ten players? I think that's the number one question. Really outside of the six st- – top six or seven we're fooled a lot in the top 10 but on classes like this maybe not so it is by far and away one of the most difficult things to do both in life and in sports and that's evaluate evaluate talent and uh, the segment today is brought to you by kinetic staffing for executive recruiting executive management The number one executive management recruiting firm in the southeast is kineticstaffing.com. Alan Lang and the team will find your next top talent and recruit for your technology firm, CPA firm, law firm, energy firm, uh, transportation company. Here we go. Steve Robertson on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. All right, Steve, let's start with uh, Terrence Hibbler. Tell me about him. What does it mean? What are your thoughts? What's your reaction? For Zach Arnett and the crew,
0: well, it's a big guy, and he's a true three-tech guy, and uh, really impressed with his, uh, you know, his physicality last night too. But he's trimmed up a little bit, and uh, this is the guy that's got a frame that can you know, carry, you know, close to three hundred pounds and still be an athlete. And uh, yeah, it, there hasn't been a lot of doubt that he would go to Mississippi State. I think the timing of it may have been a surprise for a few people because you know there was a lot of discussion. He may do it later in the summer. Uh, but this is a guy that Mississippi State has prioritized throughout the recruiting process. Uh, Hibler was told that he was, uh, you know, their number one guy on the interior, and uh, now he's a Bulldog. And, uh, you know, for a while, Freddie Roach in Alabama made it interesting, and then uh, over the course of the last uh, few weeks, you know, conversations between he and Alabama uh, just haven't materialized. And uh, I think it was because he had his mind made up. And, of course, you got some Bulldogs that uh, attended his high school that are having a good experience, and I think that factored in.
1: Okay, so uh, so this is a big get for, for Zach Arnett and David Turner. Um, what did you make of Fred Clark decommitting from Ole Miss?
0: That that That's probably the least surprising thing uh, of the recruiting process. And the fact that he committed to Ole Miss when he did, and the fact he committed to Ole Miss at all was a bit of a surprise. And I, I think most people that knew anything about that situation felt like that was probably a Pretty delicate commitment. It was going to be difficult for them to keep him, and uh, I think it's just a matter of time before he commits to Mississippi State. He's got a lot of family that are very pro-Mississippi State that want him in Starkville and uh, showed up last night was kind of reminiscent of uh, the Leo Lewis thing. You know, I mean, Leo Lewis shows up at camp, has a great time with the staff. Next thing you know, he decommits. I think it's just a matter of time, and uh, all the crystal balls will be favoring Mississippi State for Fred Clark.
1: How would you – all right, what else? Give us – what else was big, in your opinion, that happened yesterday in Starville?
0: Well, we've got an offensive line uh, commitment that we're going to announce here in just a little while. We're going to give the young man the opportunity to, to announce his decision. And uh, yeah, I know one true. of your listeners is related to this young man. And uh, if you know anything about Mississippi State fandom in Madison County, you, you've probably got a pretty good idea who I'm talking about. But uh, <laughs> that, that's enough hint. We're going to go ahead and let him uh, – Control his own decision. We've got our story ready to go. And uh, it, it, it's always a great thing. And I don't care which school it is. When, when a young man or a young lady has the opportunity to play for the school that they have loved their entire lives, that is an amazing thing. Whether it be state, Ole miss, Southern miss, uh, bug tussle, tack, it doesn't matter. I mean, when, when a young person gets an opportunity to see their real dream realized, it's an amazing thing. And uh, that's probably one of the most rewarding things about being in this industry is seeing young people be able to achieve their dreams and that's the case here and really really like him and I think that the the, the guy that impressed me yesterday that uh, I had not seen in person yet uh, was San Francisco McGee from Macomb Uh, really really like him and you look at him on film it was tough to tell you know really how big and physical he is you see him in person uh, he's about six two and a half pushing 200 pounds but has the ability to elevate uh, even when the defensive back kind of shoulders him more towards the sideline he has the ability to elevate take ownership of the football I think that's a guy you got to go get uh really like him I tell you a guy that I was hold on, hold on, on, in, on,
1: on wait on on San Frisco McGee Adam McComb who who is that a battle between
0: I think it's a battle between Mississippi State and Mississippi State to be honest with you I mean he's got a handful of offers but uh you know Tony Hughes is on him and he's the guy that uh, you know Uh, Deontay Evans, the guy that played safety at state was on that number one team back in 14, uh, kind of closely affiliated with him. And that's one of the things too, Bo, that I think sometimes is an underappreciated part of in-state recruiting is Mississippi state has prioritized in-state recruiting for the better part of the last uh, 20 years. Well, then eventually those players graduate and get jobs and they go into high school coaching. Many of them do. And so all of a sudden, there's a, there's a connection with the next generation of recruits. And I think that's one of the reasons State has done so well in State uh, in recent years is because you're seeing these guys, not that the high school coach has a lot of influence, but all of a sudden, you know, a young man says, oh, hey, well, you know, my coach played at Mississippi State. They go on YouTube and watch the videos and say, well, you know, maybe this is a good thing. You know, I can stay in State and play here. But uh, w- one guy I wanted. I definitely wanted to get on the record today, and I don't know if Mississippi State offers him or not, but uh, he is a guy to me that came out of nowhere. Uh, he claims an old miss offer, but it's Damian Miller from Port Gibson High School. Uh, he listed as a cornerback, but he's a safety all the way. Already knows where the weight room is, really good out of the back pedal, great in coverage. And you can see this is a guy with 15, 20 pounds is going to be an absolute monster. I think he could even play an outside backer in certain sets, but. Uh, You know, again, the the more you evaluate and the more you get out and travel a little bit, the more you realize how good this in-state class is. And while the headliners are impressive, obviously, there are some guys up there that I think are a bit overrated, but I think you've got some other guys out there that are going to be difference makers in the Power Five that maybe aren't getting a lot of press right now.
1: Okay. Steve Robertson, Jeans Page, 247 Sports on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Are you expect? You mentioned the offensive lineman out of Madison County, and then you mentioned, um, well, Clark, Burnside. What, what what are you what are you thinking over the next uh, 48 hours, maybe more, as far well, as the football I'll recruiting? I'll
0: is, well, the offensive line commitment has the tie to Madison County. I want he's not from Madison County. I want to make sure because all of a sudden the people will be scouring the internet. They know who we taking? You know, it's a kid from oh, my, yeah,
1: yeah, 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 You You yeah. said that correctly. Yes, yes, yes. Perfect
0: um I, th- I think pj woodland from oak grove is really close uh i don't i don't know when he announces but I, I think that's just a matter of time i really like his game he's a you know another one of those oak grove players i mean what a great job they do down there you know not not just winning high school football games but developing young people for the next level and uh, i i think it's just a matter of time before he's a bulldog Um really excited about him uh, alex foster is the guy of out of Greenville, I think it'll be a late decision for him, but I think ultimately he ends up being a bulldog. And I think McGee could be a guy that could pop at any time for Mississippi State. So I think, you know, we've had this lull for a long time, and I've shared it myself. I'm starting to get a little concerned. And then I had some people tell me, well, business is about to pick up once we get into camp. That appears to be the case. And once again, you know, Zach Arnett, every single time there has been a situation that has caused some anxiety, he's answered the bell. Uh, whether it be player retention, whether it be winning the bowl game, uh, assembling the staff. Uh, at some point, you just got to learn to give that guy the benefit of the doubt. And uh, I think recruiting is a big part of that. I think states set themselves up for a really big summer. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore dealmaking across sports, media, and entertainment.
1: What does the camp look like? What does the camp schedule look like from here on out?
0: Yeah, we'll be back up there tomorrow. I think registration's at 11. And then uh, then it's Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday uh, of next week. And then they'll probably come back and do something else in, in July. You know, so it's not like Dan Mullen. I mean, Dan used to have like 11 straight days of camp. And what a grind that became, you know, even for Good us you know, there in the heat. Yeah, and then you have you then you had the big dog camp in July. What's interesting too is like, it was big dog camp, big dog camp, and then Jim Moorhead comes in and they make it the top dog camp. Well, you know, they're kind of transitioning back to the big dog camp, which I think is a much better label. That sounds like a weird thing to talk about, but I thought the top dog camp label was a little bit soft, to be honest with you. But uh, everything is kind of trending back towards calling it big dog camp, and I think they may have another big dog camp, not top dog camp, uh, in July. Uh, and we'll see how things go. But uh, again, I thought it was a good group, too. And that, that's the better part of camp sometimes, too, is just getting guys on campus. I mean, Conan Daniels was there last night. He's currently committed to Florida. Uh, he didn't work out last night, but he did show up, spend some time with the staff. And uh, I think most of the uh, priority targets for Mississippi State, certainly in state, were on campus uh, yesterday evening. That's always a good thing.
1: Okay, Steve Robertson, Boneyard Podcast on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. You're listening to ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Steve Robertson mentioned um, Terrence Hibbler. Somebody just texted me about Terrence. We, that was the first question right out of the gate. And Steve really likes Hibbler and what he brings to the table and, you know, mentioned David Turner and, and Zach Arnett and, and all of that. So Kiffin and his... 10 assistants you can tell the last 90 days too are putting major emphasis on the state of Mississippi and this is going to be an absolute war not just in state we've got the Bama's and the LSU's and the Auburn's and more but there will be major in-state battles all the way through December right Steve
0: there's no question about it you you and I talked about that once this cycle began we got through signing day you know, this is probably one of the years, if you're a recruit, Nick, it doesn't matter if you're a state fan, an old Miss fan, Southern Miss fan, this is one of those years you've been waiting for. It's because of the fact that the quality of players in the state is really, really good. I mean, we, every year, but it's like, oh, it's a good year in state. And I'm like, ah, you know, hey, this is one of those years, I'm kind of reminiscent of 15 a little bit, I guess, uh, where you've got a lot of guys that are sure enough difference makers and guys. I mean, you got a lot of guys that are kind of on that Mark McLaurin level. You know, I mean, guys that may be – Aren't going to get the Alabama LSU committable offer, but they're got to go to state or old miss and put together a really solid career. There's a lot of those guys in state, in my estimation. And so uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it because number one, it, it's good for business. You know, it, it's always good for traffic. <laughs> but uh, but there's a lot of players in state this year that are going to sign a Power Five scholarship. And I think state and old miss both will, will both do really well. But you, you're right, as you said in the opening of the segment. There's always some ebb and flow like you know one day you know a couple weeks their old miss fans are on top and then the next week it's stake fans you know and, and and that's the joy of all this right I mean it's like hey well, they're gonna pick us because uh, you know they like us better and then other you know you're countering because uh you know because you're Nil package you know that's so funny to me it's like everybody brags about all this Nil money they got and lose a player and say we got outbid you know uh, sometimes the guys just like the other school more you know I mean that's just the reality of recruiting there's some guys especially within this state, kind of grow up with a bit of an allegiance to one of the schools and uh you know i, I don't mean this in a negative or derogatory way but you couldn't pay my kids to go to old miss right i mean you know they, they grew up to Mississippi state, and so and by the same token there's some other kids out there that you know they grew up cheering for old miss and would never dream of going to miss sure state. i mean that's sure. just that's just how it is and it's not a personal thing people take it so personally like they feel rejected that a teenager didn't pick their school you know i would say you know find something else to do with your life if you're that invested in recruiting. But, uh, but the reality of it is, is that there are enough kids in state this year that I think state and Ole Miss both will feel really excited about, uh, the class they sign ultimately in December.
1: Is there anything you're looking for tomorrow as they reconvene? In yeah, start- it's because
0: we, we never, we never really know who's going to be there until we get there. You know, a lot of kids say they're coming and they don't and other kids say they are not coming and show up and, and sometimes, okay. you know, right. But, uh, I, I don't think the talent level on Saturday will be what it was last night, but there'll be some guys that just couldn't make it last night that'll, it will be there on Saturday. And so we'll have full coverage okay. over genespatient.com. Paul does a great job, uh, putting that, uh, thread together. We kind of update, we'll pin it at the top and we update as guys arrive and certain things happen. But, uh, you know, we, this is the time of year we're really excited about. I mean, I, I'd rather be covering a college baseball regional and just kind of leaving this to Paul right now, but, Sure. Night flash, like last night, really gets you excited. And, 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 again, it's the infectious nature of this with, with young people. You know, when you see young people make that decision, you know, and announce that decision to hear the excitement in their voice. And, uh, you are know, your parents yourself. I mean, you want what's best for your kids. And when you see somebody have the opportunity to have their education paid for and at the same time go out there and make some pretty amazing memories, it's a pretty special thing.
1: Hell, yeah, it is. It's a big deal to play at Mississippi State and Ole Miss. It always has been, but it's even bigger now. Steve Robertson, uh, 247 Sports, jeans page. His board was on fire the last 24 hours. I read uh, Steve's posts and Paul's post, um throughout the evening and uh, this morning. Uh, we did ask Steve about Terrence Hibbler. Uh, that will be on the podcast. I'm sure Steve will do a big boneyard um, or already has. On everything that's going on he said that he'll be back out there tomorrow and he'll see who who shows up and and what all shakes out how many um i mean steve don't you agree that a lot of times outside of the top it's sometimes it's as low as four to six guys but let's just say top six or eight and nobody really has the same top six or eight which makes sense uh but outside of the top six guys give or take isn't it about how many sec starters the two schools can find outside of that first tier because um, that's that's the juice and and really where you make hay steve
0: there's no question about it i think that's probably one of the things that i'll give dan Mullen the most credit for no it's not the top 15 guys in your class that that win ballgames for you. They kind of sustain where you are. But it's when you find value in those bottom ten scholarships, you know, and that's where Mississippi State really excelled, is identifying those guys, getting them to campus, and developing them. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, you know, Jay Hughes, Tony's kid. I mean, uh, he was on the radar because of who his dad was. And then all of a sudden, at Oak Grove, he transitions into a really big-time player. But people kind of wondered about the size. You know, I'll be honest with you. State did not make it to number one without Jay Hughes. They, they don't. Uh, you look at Preston Smith, the guy to Stone Mountain, Georgia. There were, I think, seven four stars at his high school. He wasn't one of them. And He was a guy that a lot of people just kind of passed on because it said, said he was too skinny. Now he's in the National Football League, you know. And so that's the thing where the evaluation piece is so important. There are a lot of people out there that just count offers. Oh you know, well, since LSU offered, we should offer too. What is the film show, you know? Because everybody makes a mistake on evaluations at some point. You know, sometimes you offer a kid. Maybe it's political reasons. Maybe it's one of those things you want to keep a high school coach happy. Maybe you want to give the kids some juice, right? But it's it's not about who you offer. It's about who you sign. And that's why I think Dan Mullen did a great job at Mississippi State, is finding value in the bottom half of the class. And I think in a year like this year, there's going to be a lot of value in the bottom half of the class.
1: Okay, did I miss anything?
0: Oh, I don't know. I mean, it's just one of those things. I mean, it, this, it, it's, a, it's really a fun time to cover recruiting and for people that, that love recruiting. There's so many ups and downs. And it's just like you know, there's so many people melting down about the Fred Clark thing. I mean, you know, listen, that's going to happen in Mississippi State too. You know, it's been a long sure. time since we've had the big high-profile flip, right, in, in, in this state. I mean, there's has been one or two kids here or there that, you know, that they'll, they'll decommit. But there hasn't been that big out-of-left-field, slap-you-in-your-face, we're in charge type flip in a long time. And I'm guarantee you, State and Ole Miss fans, you better get ready for it because there will be at least one person late in this process that switches to the other school that's going to absolutely send message boards and social media on fire. But that's the joy of it. As my my wife says, this is kind of like a soap opera for men, You know, following college football recruiting. there's, There's always some ebb and flow, and you better be prepared. That one day that you think everything is great, your favorite kid may flip to the other school, and that's one of the fun things about covering all this is you just never know what's going to happen next. All
1: right, we'll leave it there. Jeans Page, 247 Sports, Steve Robertson on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate it. See you, bud. There's your recruiting podcast – well, recruiting hit that will be on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, Search Out of Bounds with Bow Bounds. That was brought to you by Kinetic Staffing find your place on the team leverage their extensive talent network at kinetic staffing if you're looking for uh an executive executive search and long-term staffing leader kinetic kinetic staffing choose the winner among contract staffing firms you got to be recruiting kineticstaffing.com Take your company to another level. Bowbounds Blake Mania on a football Friday. Brought to you by Rick's Pro Truck, RPT in Gluckstadt, RPT in Flowood, and RPT Commercial in Pearl. truck.com Lunch today is brought to you by the Catfish Reuben at Highball. Highball Lanes. Highball, Highball Lanes in Fondren. Uh, they have... Fantastic food, it, any number of options. On a Friday, go to Fondren. They've got a big, big parking lot in the back. So plenty of parking behind Highball, Highball Lanes, the Capri Theater. And the Catfish Reuben is amazing. It's fried catfish. It's delicious. Uh, the soul rolls are fabulous at Highball, highball Lanes in Fondren. It's another really, really good local restaurant with an amazing bowling alley, very groovy and eclectic, high-end, really, really nice. And then they've got the uh, Capri Theater, and they're about to offer another restaurant right there to the right if you're facing highball, and the Capri we will tell you when they fire that off. Catfish Reuben, highball, and fondren. Catfish Reuben, highball, and fondren. Um, so there you go. Uh, there'll be ebb and flow and momentum swings throughout the recruiting uh, cycle going into December. But with summer camps, you know, Kiffin and Arnett, they want guys on campus and they want to be able to uh, talk to them one-on-one and talk to a family member and all that and then hopefully get them in the, uh, in the boat commitment-wise. Our recruiting discussion is brought to you by Kinetic Staffing. Find your place on the team through Kinetic Staffing. Uh, the 1 7 permanent schedule, I'm sorry, it's not permanent. The 1 permanent rotating 7 will be in play in 2024, and we will not have divisions for the first time since 1992. So that's over. The whole SEC West and SEC East, this will be the last year. Are you excited about that? I am. I'm definitely excited about that. It's almost like they were two different conferences, two separate conferences. You could go your whole – easily your, your college career not play – or not take a road trip somewhere because of the rotation on the schedule. Now, once they figure out the money and the vote, we'll get a three-permanent, six-rotating schedule. You notice that they kept the uh, non-conference Power Five mandate in place. Do we think that they'll do that once we get the three permanent, six rotating, and we go from eight conference games to nine, which I fully believe will be in 2025? That's a great question. That's a great question. Are they going to and, – and what does that mean for all the G5 teams that pick up a million to two million dollars – when they come to start, well, Oxford, Tuscaloosa, Baton Rouge, and here's where I'm going with that. If you if We're going to non-conference games, and if the SEC continues on with the mandated non-con Power 5 game against, like, Arizona and Georgia Tech this year for the Rebs and the Dogs, well, that only gives you two spots, right? And so how does that look for Southern Miss, Troy, Lafayette, and Middle Tennessee and other teams that are trying to pick up that $1.5 million check to play an SEC team and fund what they want to fund. I don't know how that looks financially in the world of of G5 going forward, but it would be a major disruption. Uh, Our SEC football schedule discussion today is brought to you by RPT and Gluckstat, Rick's Pro Truck. Oh man, trucks, SUVs, Jeeps, powered by everything at RPT in Gluckstadt.